0: Joe, what do you get when you mix birth control pills with LSD? What? A trip with no kids. Uh, Joe, where do you find a dog with no legs?
1: What? Wherever you left him. <laughs> oh, that reminds me of my dog. They're, uh... With, with no legs. They're, uh, they're getting married in the spring. <laughs>
0: hey, this is Jacques. I'm Joe. Welcome to Carnival Personnel. No. And uh, this is our post-Valentine's Day thing. Joe was just... Regaling me with his uh,
1: tales of romance. I don't want to brag, but uh, <laughs> I got my wife a flower. Thank you. Nice. Nice.
0: Because he lives near a graveyard and he walked home and there was some fresh. They just leave him right there. What are you supposed to do? Exactly. Not take them. They're not going to need them. They're <laughs> not going to miss them. Exactly. I want to lose out on this deal. Uh, so right into the fat shaming. Uh, last week... I had announced like down fourteen pounds, down another sadly only one pound this week, okay. but it She's is plateaued. Valentine's Day, uh, and and seriously, the week before when I went skating was the first time I really pushed and did something called crossovers and these stops and starts drill. Whatever ligament or muscle you know on the inside part of both knees for like three four days, I cu- I couldn't work out. I could barely move. It was like. Pathetic. And, you know, and we talked about it a little bit. Uh, I also will like to thank, you know, the FNH guys, especially you know, Biffer, really going out of his way to help with the fat shaming. Uh, uh, some one of the guys sent a, a clip out and All Star said, you know, uh, it was this weird clip, kinda of looked a little Blair witch he goes, When I see these I always expect to like see, you know, Jacques in the background, like tied up in a couple of Spider Man's, you know, webs. And which Biff went out of his way to say, you know, one Spider Man web Can usually hold up a car, (laughs) so yeah, two for Jacques makes sense. (laughs) So you know, so so keep that kind of, and then Biff went well out his way to point out, no, he did not call me fat. He just, you know, yeah, he implied, you know, so uh, which which I definitely need, you know, still still not doing the soda, but eating a little more snacks this week. I'm blaming it on Valentine.
1: Just you know,
0: Valentine's Day eating my feelings.
1: You were blaming it on Valentine's Day, which was yesterday, and you bought these on the way here. Shut up! <laughs> but you know,
0: I'm just thinking of other people. Like, think about all the Hungarian kids in Hungary. Uh, so, we're gonna start on a sad, kind of somber note. Are you? Uh, are you? Uh, are you as forklempt as I am over the Mars rover?
1: I uh, I I no, no. But I do know what you're talking about, and I was very uh, melancholy about the whole thing. And just like, oh, you know, it was only expected to last, what, six months? Six to eight months, yeah. And then it, it took, what, 15 years, 17 years? Uh, was uh, Dr. Ross Sallowich involved in this?
0: Uh, no, but it, he was working at JPL... Uh, which is part of NASA Jet Propulsion Laboratories in Pasadena, California. When it did go up, um, you know, and his brother, who's a pretty funny guy, uh, the first, you know, remember the first Mar- Mars rover crashed, and um, he he ended up going and buying like a Mars rover, like you know, figurine, like action figure, like exo knifing, like taking out of the package, destroying it lighting it on fire putting it back in sealing it perfectly and giving it
1: to Ross as a fantastic as a, yeah
0: that was that was great but it was very and it, did you see the last transmission
1: what was it like my my battery is low and was, It's getting dark, and it's right. I'm so cold. It's like, oh my
0: God, seriously, whoever programmed it to say that, you heartless! You, know, <laughs> they, they must have just watched Wall-E or Did Wally come out around that
1: time? Uh, no, uh, Wally came out while it was on Mars. But uh, of course, how can you not think of Wally when uh, you read that story of the poor Mars rover? They lost uh, transmission what m- months ago. Right. And uh, they, they, it's presumed dead. I mean, I guess there was like an ice storm that hit, and, or a big windstorm that knocked, uh, knocked its sensors off or something like that. I don't know. I'm not a big science guy. I'm just a frozen caveman.
0: <laughs> you think about what what a leap in technology the fact that we were able to send something to another planet that lasted that long. I mean, and I'm 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 not being funny. How many car? How many 15 year old cars are on the road today? Yeah. You know, with mechanics and with regular oil changes and stuff like that. I mean it's it's pretty remarkable.
1: All right. Well, to be fair, their mechanics were NASA. So (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's true. But uh and then I saw like, you know, an artist drawing of looking down the road uh when people land there and it's like, you know, the two first people like landing there and it's just just it's like telescopy eyeballs are like sticking out, like it's been buried by sandstorms. At that point, and and
1: yeah, well, we'll you know, we'll we'll see when uh, how are we getting there. Now is it Elon Musk's uh, company or well, he's putting he's putting people in Teslas apparently, right? And and in spacesuits and firing them off, so yeah, right. Um, we'll Any see day now, and, and yeah, right. We'll, we'll see.
0: Would you do that? I mean, no,
1: no. I mean that
0: that's what a it's a year to get there. Just a year? I think I think it's a year there. Okay. I mean, you know. I guess so, yeah. yeah. And, and but then a year back, you know, and how long you would be down there. That's and you you thought driving with me to California was a long <laughs> fucking
1: trip. Right. I mean, I imagine like, you know, driving there with your family and then you're almost there and the kids are yelling in the back and you're like, you know, if you yell one more time, <laughs> I'm turning the spaceship around. Can you imagine that?
0: Can you imagine driving with you know not your family? Your family is lovely. Mm-hmm. Let's say my family, which is lovely as well. You know, okay, you're you're in a spaceship. I don't care how big it is. With my mom and my two soul sucking children, how long until
1: you just go into the airlock and take the easy way out? Ironically, you would put your mother in law where your kids would sit, and your kids in the mother in law seat. Yeah, pretty you know much. what I'm talking about. The, yep, the car of the future, bubble. With the and the, mother, the back <laughs> and the mother in law. Uh white men writing comedy. Anyway. <laughs> so uh
0: the notorious um the notorious RGB is back to work this week. Good. And, and none too soon. hmm Um it, it it literally talk talk about uh, outliving expectancy. Uh she she she's she's making the Marv the the Mars rover look like a sissy at this point.
1: By the way, it's R B. That's what I said. You say Shut G.
0: it. It's actually <laughs> written down here. I know it's written wrong. Good thing I looked down at my own notes. And still read it wrong.
1: Yeah, well, you know. RGB is a television. Like it's like a it, you know, red, green, blue. Uh An Roy RGB. Biv. Yeah, Roy G biv. Uh, red, orange, yellow. Uh, blue, indigo, violet, and thanks for tuning into the primary colors <laughs> podcast. I don't
0: know. Uh, Green. Moving on, uh, the Grammys were this week.
1: Yeah, do you give a fuck at all? I love my Grammy. <laughs> don't you? Uh, my Grammy's dead. So is mine,
0: actually.
1: <laughs> you go. Uh, I still love her. Yeah,
0: there, there you go. Uh, that's where you got the flower, right? <laughs> 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 Bring it, it back. on back. Uh, seriously, when is the last time has Weird Al ever been up for a Grammy? He actually just won
1: one this time around. Yeah, so they, you do give a fuck? Um, barely. He won a fifth Grammy. He's won five of uh, five Grammys now. He had won four, but this year he was up for Best Special Edition. Uh, packaging design, which was like, you know, obviously a technical Grammy, because he had put out his compilation album called The Squeeze Box, which was LPs of all of his studio albums, wh- which was packaged in a kind of a life size accordion case. So, like, each um, record had its own little sleeve inside this accordion case. So, he won that with two other uh, people who actually did the design. And he did his acceptance speech. And he said, you know, I'm all about playing the long game. And really, this 40-year music career was just so I could win a Grammy for best design of a special edition packaging <laughs> for art design. And then he, let, uh, you know, he had the other two people speak, and it was very nice. But yes, he's won Grammys because he's an artiste. He's uh, a company. You,
0: can you tell me what the other Grammys were for?
1: Um, I think, like, you know, best... Like, best comedy, spoken word, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I Yeah, I don't know all of his Grammys, but I do know that he's won five, which is five more than you, so take I'm that. not mocking. That's amazing. Of course. But, yeah, I don't know the last time. Even when I
0: was in L.A., there was a couple of times I could have gone to the Grammys, and I just have no
1: desire. I mean, the Grammys are the yearly reminder that you are old,
0: who are these people? It's funny because I remember, God, this is going back a while ago. Like 10 years ago, like best rock album of the year was by one of these, eight, like Foreigner. Like, by the out, way, like, an album. 10
1: years ago, that was last rock
0: album of the year because <laughs> yeah, there were no so.
1: others afterward.
0: There really aren't. And I know I know now we sound old. my day, I mean, there are no real rock bands. No, No.
1: Rock is jazz. Sorry, folks. Rock is jazz now.
0: Moving on to the Oscars, which isn't for another week away. But it's interesting. There are four categories that the Oscar people have announced that they're not going to be televising. They're going to be...
1: Well, they're not going to televise the awards live. They're for cinematography, sound editing, film editing, and makeup and hair. And I guess the compromise is they're going to present them during the commercials, and they're going to then show a, a compilation edit later in the broadcast. Sort of like the, the greatest hits of the most boring awards. Well, what's interesting
0: is the Oscars are on ABC, which is owned by Disney. And those four categories, and I know it's a complete coincidence, are the only four categories where Disney isn't nominated for something.
1: Complete coinciding. Hey, you know. It's good to be the king.
0: Yeah, you know, no shit. A lot of planning goes into making a coincidence. So, uh-huh. yeah, but um, but they have they got. Why some not just team. trim out some of the people from in memoriam?
1: You know, if they want to save time.
0: Yeah, right. Hey, those people want to be part of the Oscars. They wouldn't have died. Right. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, so BVS, blue, violet. <laughs> and shine on! <all> <laughs> uh, not talking about Batman vs Superman, which really great movie it really is, especially director's Cup I'm talking the the new BVS battle that is raging on. Uh, Boy Scouts vs Girl Scouts. What? Yes. Oh, BVS. Well, B as in boys. For, oh, BVG. Sorry. Okay. Uh, but anyways, but <laughs> I'm all here we are out. with the letters. Shut man. up. Uh, but the Boy Scouts, a little while back, announced that they're going to open enrollment to girls as well, which the Girl Scouts were kind of up in arms about, and kind of rightfully so. Just Boy Scout enrollment is so down. I mean they've they've taken you know they've taken a lot of hits, and rightfully so over the last couple decades. I know, I know you you and your chill is still involved in Scouts or, or was they were, and you know uh you know you know my stepdad was huge in scouts with with his son like you know back you know way back and um you know I don't have any like you know personal beef with it but uh the, you know letting girls in to make up for their declining numbers is going head to head with the girl scouts which they've always you know <laughs> never the two shall meet you know but now it turns out they're going to be, they're they're not going to be even co ed troops. So oh. it's, yeah, that's a little interesting. A little separate but equal there. You know, well, or whatever. But what, how can you say you're not trying to, you know, siphon off and pillage off like the Girl Scouts thing if you, if like, okay, well, we're co editing it. You know, we're being more progressive. You mm-hmm. know, we're not just sending, you know, Boys out into the woods with you know, <laughs> you know strange men. We're sitting girls too. That makes it better. Which, like I told you, the last time, you know I had to go you know camping and I'm walking out there with a small boy and the whole way he's, it's cold, it's dark, I'm scared. And I say, how do you think I feel? I got to walk out of here alone. I got to walk out of here alone. <laughs> Why are you walking, away, Joe? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's this like is Kevin Spacey hour <laughs> now. <laughs> Uh, I can't uh, – I was very split-second thought I'd do my House of Cards Kevin Spacey, but no, that's just No, – I'll just do my impression of Kevin Spacey's career. Thank you. <laughs> Will his career be part of the In Memoriam as far as the Oscars this year? Probably not. Uh But yeah, I mean, I, I think that's pretty shitty. Um But while talking about Girl Scouts, fun fact, mint cookies. The so Girl Scouts mint Second highest cookie seller
1: every year of any cookie, second only to Oreos. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, actually, I did buy some Girl Scout cookies uh, last week or two weeks ago because they stake out in front of the stop and shop like I did with my boys, with the Boy Scouts. You know, they get you coming in, they get you coming out. But I did not buy the, the mint one because I'm a communist. But I'm also a peanut butter lover and I is sucker for peanut butter, chocolate mix. And so I got the peanut butter ones and I ate those alone.
0: I remember, oh, well, did you? <laughs> very much so. Um, I love it. And, and, and they started doing it a couple years ago, but there was one. And the Girl Scouts at, at the beginning tried to distance themselves and kind of shun it. it but it was out in Colorado when, when you know. Um, Recreational marijuana became legal. Set up, her, set up her selling her wares
1: right, right outside yes, the dispensary. Cleaned up, oh, God. like literally, Not just enough. cleaned up. You know, oh. yeah. Capitalism,
0: right? I, you know, I, I, you know, I don't know if it was really her idea. You know, or stoner or the brother, but, but kudos to you, kids. So. Absolutely.
1: You know, you gotta, you gotta. It's it's all about what is it? Location, location, location. Yeah. yeah. So so that that's it. That's you know I um.
0: Uh, at, at one point, and I, I told you one of my sister's New Year's resolutions, she wants to do like five things every year that she hasn't done before. And I said, come on and do the podcast, you know. So we can have her and uh, uh, one time to talk at length about like, you know, the. Um, the, the,
1: the Boy Scouts? The
0: Girl Scouts. Ah, that. You know, she's a coordinator trainer. Of course. I'm not 100% sure what she does, but. It's kind of like my job. I really don't know or what you my do either. Role
1: in this podcast? Uh, that I do know. You you br- you bring the laughs. I get it. You you make the people happy. I bring the laughs because I have the laugh sound effect on my computer. That I there it is. That's an applause. But whatever. We don't have laugh. laughs. You'll, you'll fix it in post. I will. There it is. All of those people dead. <laughs> Th- that's dead people you're hearing. <laughs> but uh anyway, so on to the next uh, awesome topic. On the next topic, uh
0: as as I was driving over here, the uh the the uh what 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 is it deemed now? The national crisis? National the, emergency. National emergency.
1: This is this is not a test. I like how the tweet of God said it's rare when you see a national emergency being declared by a national emergency.
0: <laughs> so yeah, so blow this, um still not being able to get Mexico to pay for the wall, uh, still not being able to get the House and Senate to pass funding for a wall and the two years in which the Republicans control both the House and the Senate to avoid shutting down the government again, signed the latest appropriation bill that he didn't think had enough money for the wall. so now he is, you know, man and and the. the the absurdity of, I don't know why, well, I do know why, because it doesn't fucking matter. I was going to say, I don't know why he gets in front of a microphone and just spouts off absolute, you know, not not misinformation. Lies. Like, like lies. Yeah. He's saying it's like uh, illegal border crossings at an all-time high when it's at a 20-year low. Uh, that the majority of people in the U.S. prisons are undocumented you know, um, uh, people here undocumented, and there's less than twenty percent. I mean, these are things that are fact checked instantly. the 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 scariest of scary things is he is doing this for three reasons and three reasons only, and they are Sean Hannity, Laura Ingram, and Rush Limbaugh. I'd say for and Hunter, uh, but she is is. It's funny because he says, oh, I haven't talked to her in a year, but I'm quite sure she, you know, is very pleased with the job I'm doing, which she instantly went on the radio to say he's a complete idiot. He's doing this for his base, and, you know, it's – it's we didn't elect him because he had a – I mean this is her talking that he was a governor of the biggest state or had a – we knew what we were getting, but we didn't know we were getting, you know, this much of an idiot. Like one of his – biggest supporters that hes he is truly getting his marching orders from, you know, and, and the debate is, is he getting his marching orders from Laura Ingram, Sean Hannity, and Rush Limbaugh, who he name-checked at his Rose Garden announcement? Or, or is it Putin? Like, literally, he's being controlled by. Can it be both? Yes, because on one hand, he's, you know, and we're not even going to get into the Russia thing, you know, right now. But as far as this goes, saying it's a national emergency. And over the last couple of weeks, I think it was like the state of California was one state. That said, no, we're not sending our national guard. We're, We're pulling our national guard away from the border. This is not a crisis. And and what I love is, you know, he's trying to throw into the mix, or his people are trying to throw into the mix, you know, this crisis. It's also a humanitarian crisis. It's like the humanitarian crisis is a lot of these asylum seekers. Um, are fleeing war-torn places and you're taking their children putting them in cages and they're dying. You are causing the humanitarian crisis. The other thing is, again, this isn't you know Joe compiling stats or me just pulling numbers out of the air, but through the different government agencies that oversee this, most border crossings happen at legal ports of entry. Most drugs that come into the country aren't coming in through – vast desert wasteland. They're coming They're not. Through, they're coming in through legal ports of entry.
1: Get out of the city, Cosonlari. <laughs> and the worst thing is it's like By the way, why did not they deport Balki? Yeah. Why? You know, we should have had tougher regulations. Well, he came in, you know, legally. I guess. Right, right, right. It's the chain migration from yes. his
0: But but seriously, it's like he a- as he's talking about this ink from the rose garden, um uh, there was another um, and, and Aurora, Illinois, another workplace shooting. And as we're doing the podcast, I'm, you know, I'm not on the news checking it out. But as the boys and I are driving here, like if, if they closed down like they did soft lockdowns of schools within like a three-mile radius because they weren't – it was inside a big plant. But we're talking
1: so, – I mean, you know, we know that the gun pro- violence is, is a real crisis, which by the way – Um, I am mimicking or parroting um, Alyssa Milano's tweet saying what Trump doesn't realize with declaring a national emergency based on this border crisis. He's also setting a precedent for future presidents to declare anything a national emergency like health care and gun violence and, you know, uh, financial inst- uh, right. problems, anything anything is a, can be declared now as a national emergency, and you can siphon off funds from other uh, programs that you see uh, are either overfunded or shouldn't be funded as much. Well, and, and that's the thing.
0: Ever since he's floated this out here, which he floated it out there because they said to on Fox News, Fox News... Fox and Friends one morning about a month ago during the shutdown said he can just declare this, which I guess technically he can because he did, but I guess you're only supposed to do it like
1: uh, uh, a Pearl Harbor thing. Thanks, Biff. You know, like like an eminent real like real yeah right right a clear and present danger. There obviously this is going to be challenged in court. It probably will only be a speed bump because you know. They'll have to—I'm uh, it, sure it'll, it'll be challenged in court and then overturned, and he will have, um, you know, final say. I'm sure that the, he'll veto the bill, and they won't have enough votes to override the veto. So there's that. Um, but let's not forget, he is on a reelection campaign. 100%. So th- and he's— Open about it. He's, he was even in the Rose Garden talking about the 2020 election. This is all—I mean, he's keeping a promise to some weird racist base, the Republic, Republican Party, <laughs> um, about this this border wall. And he's not backing down. He will not come out a loser. You know, he played, quote-unquote, the game as far as trying to go along with having Congress give him the money that he's demanding. You know, going through the proper channels— but now he's just. But he couldn't get that money from the the GOP-controlled Congress for two, his first two years. Right. Exactly. So now he's just going to. And, and Mexico hasn't forked it over yet because. Well, there is a language barrier there. Okay. All you right. know, I mean, I don't think there is one person, maybe one person in the uh, Trump administration that can actually speak Spanish and uh, ask for dinero. <laughs> Um, but, uh, who knows? so this is going to be uh, quite the interesting little thing to to see how it plays out um, as um, as we kill each other with not only uh, guns but also opioids and uh, these delicious yeah, that's, tostitos. That's, that's, that's,
0: <laughs> Well how can we be racist? we're eating Tostitos with queso dip
1: I love Mexicans as I point to a Tostitos <laughs> bowl they um what I love it's like, yeah,
0: so i didn't see that tweet from Milano but. People have been talking about this. And yesterday, she came out of a meeting, uh, Nancy Pelosi, or as I like to call her, Nancy, and she was prepared for this. Obviously, it had been talked about all during the day. And she didn't beat around the bush, flat out said, well, you know, there this president isn't always going to be president. And another president who has a different agenda might, for instance, feel guns. Nancy Pelosi, that was – she didn't flow it out. She didn't elaborate or go on, but she definitely made it effing clear. If you go ahead and do this, go ahead. Go ahead and do this. But this and, – and she wasn't talking to him because there's no point in talking to him at all unless, again, you're Sean Hannity, Laura Ingram, or Rush Limbaugh. She was talking to all the Republicans in the Senate, all the Republicans in the House, and it's like, you know what? If you back this – Just think about it. Yeah, unfortunately, he has a shot at 2020. But you know what? One point or another, the pendulum is going to swing, and the more outrageous and the more presidential power that you want to give, unchecked, unfeathered power, you will not be able to, whether it's 2020, and I hope it is, or 2024, somebody says, yeah, opioids is a crisis. The climate is a crisis.
1: Although, now that I'm thinking about it, um, there aren't any real anti-border wall lobbyists in Congress, whereas there's the NRA, among other pro-gun lobbyists in Congress. There is humongous pharmaceutical constituency as far as lobbyists go in Congress. So there's that to contend with as well. well.
0: There is, and, and there's huge money in it, but the ground swelling's already there. You're already having people be very outspoken on on. You know, the Democrat part of the fence talking oh, about. Well, they'll show them.
1: You wait and see. You see, they'll good, good will triumph over evil. But
0: Better of Work came right out and said, oh, go ahead and build it. If I get in there, the first thing I'm doing is taking it down. So you want to waste all this money and effort. And then, you know, the other thing is, where does the money come from?
1: Are you and, taking it away from military funding? Right. Well, that's actually what they were saying. They were taking it away from the military. And oh, I forget the other one. But it wasn't, uh, they didn't say like, you know, schools and orphanages or anything like that. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't... uh, Schools and orphanages don't have money to take away,
0: Joe. Touché. (laughs) Um, But yeah, if it affects military readiness or perceived military readiness, I don't know how on board the military industrial complex is going to be with you taking money out of their pockets.
1: I will see. Well, maybe it'll just sort of be robbing Peter to pay Paul down the way. So, you know, the, the wall will be paid for with money taken out of the military and the military will then take money from this uh, organization or this uh, program and then that program will then take And then so education. on. <laughs> right. And <then> they'll <laughs> steal from two friends and then
0: they'll steal from two friends. Pretty
1: much. Um, so uh, what else? Can, you want to do something that happy, happy stuff? <laughs> right? Manafort? Paul Manafort? Oh, who uh, fucking cares, dude?
0: Well, no, I do because the judge ruled that, um, cuz cuz he lied it, which we all know but luckily the judge came out and it was all sealed stuff and the government had to show this is how we know he lied and when this is why we are terminating his plea agreement and this is why we're asking for you know the big the biggest sentencing and it's only important because at this point who is he protecting and you know I, I I think the Mueller thing is about to kind of wrap up, but in kind of a major way. I think from what from what people have said and people like you know Gates, who has a new book out and stuff, there's still five sealed indictments, five other people with sealed indictments waiting to be served, Mm -hmm. and I don't know if if, I, I can't imagine, you know. Well, we'll never know what Mueller really knows, but if those five indictments, we all hope, you know, have uh, the names Jarrett, Don Jr., Ivanka, Bloatus on them, and maybe Pence, you know. Hmm. I, I, mean, I mean, because again, in the time in the time that Manafort was his campaign manager, this is where the most of the Russian stuff happened, and. If you remember, you know, there was a lot of people being floated out there, like Chris Christie, for vice president. Mike Pence was on nobody's, nobody's, like, top 20. Like, you know, the mock drafts. Like, he was on nobody's list. The only one who came in and said him was Manafort. Why? Like, why did Paul Manafort handpick Mike Pence out of a list that he wasn't even on? So, Hmm. Very interesting. I think he's up to his eye, bounty eyebrows in this. Anyways, so that's it. You didn't even have to get out the Trump whistle. Woo. Uh, and oh, so now, yeah, do we, do we do self-indulgent or...
1: Yeah, I don't care. Okay, yeah. well, Whatever I do care. Pod, I, you care about this podcast? I, I, re, I really good do. Good for you. Oh, good for you. <laughs> and a, how was the podcast? <laughs> I'm a professional. Oh,
0: good. Uh, professional what? <laughs> oh,
2: slam dunk.
0: Wow. You, you want to do it as Adam Sandler? Is that your Oh, yeah, st- yeah, yeah. You, yeah, yeah <laughs> so for this week's oh, uh, self-indulgent theater, um, I, I, I I picked a classic, an oldie but a goodie, uh, off the 1984 album by one of my favorite bands from 1984, Van Halen. Um, I, I, I don't consider... You know, yeah, they might have had a couple songs here or there, but Sammy Hagar is not Van Halen. You know, uh, David Lee Roth is Van Halen. Having said that, if you ever hear them now, it might be the worst, saddest ever.
1: Oh yeah, and I, I, I'm not, I'm not a huge Van Hagar fan, but they have some good tunes. I'm sorry. I mean, it, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's a different sound. It's kind of like you know when Peter Cetera joined Chicago, right now. I don't know. No, was not Chicago go through like seven hundred iterations? I like the Peter Sotera sound
0: though. Well as I chew, rudely.
1: No, that's fine. Um uh, I thought, well, what
0: what what would really show Joe's uh act voice acting skills more than the lyrical genius of the song jump.
1: Yeah. So now what? What am I what's Dancing Monkey doing for you this week? Ooh, ooh ah, uh, ah. Uh.
0: I, I, I had chosen somebody else, but I think your Adam Sandler would be pretty good. <laughs> oh, my God. So, with that said. Ah, shit. Here's wind, Joe. Wind me up. Doing. My, you are my wind up. My, you are my, my. my uh, was, was it wind up monkey here to amuse me? Yep. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so, without further ado, here's Joe doing Jump by Van Halen as read by Adam Sandler.
2: I get up,
0: and nothing
2: gets me down. You got it tough. I seen the toughest all around. And I know, baby, just how you feel. You got to roll with the punches to get well real. Can't you see me standing here? I got my back against the wrecking machine. I ain't the worst that you've seen. Okay, oh, can you see what I mean? Woo! Might as well jump. Jump! Might as well jump. Go ahead, jump. Jump! Right, go ahead. Job. How are you? I shoot, but I you know. who said that. Baby, how you been? You can't be, you say you don't know. You won't know until you begin. Can't believe he's standing here. I got my back against a regular machine. I ain't the worst that you see. Okay, to see what I mean. Might as well jump. jump. Go ahead, jump. Might as well jump. Go
0: ahead, jump. Jump. Got a dry eye in the house. That might be the best one. The best song, anyway. I, I you know, it's like uh, when Bill Murray was first first guest on the Daily Show, and oh, who was the host? The, the original Craig Kilborn. Craig Hillboard, used to do five questions, and Bill Murray is the first one to get all five. And more he goes, "You can only, you can't beat. You can only tie." Bill Murray,
1: <laughs> as it should
0: be,
2: as it should be.
0: Uh, yeah. So, so you're it's a wonderful life, Jimmy Stewart. That will that will always remain number one in all of our hearts. That was pretty fucking. Oh, okay. Well, then you know. Thank you very much. Hey, go. Well, what I'm saying, we'd like to throw it to this week's fuck sponsor.
2: And now, time for you fuck sponsor. Oh.
0: Van Halen, the
2: band. Van Halen, the guitarist.
0: You could win Eddie Van Halen's guitar from WBCN. You could have Eddie Van Halen personally sign and give to you a Kramer Beretta electric guitar backstage at Van Halen's BCN from show in Worcester, August 14th. Plus, you'll get two tickets to see the show. And 50 runners-up win Van Halen's newest album, 5150. Just enter now. There's no purchase necessary at any Strawberries Records and Tapes location by August 8th. You can see the guitar, courtesy of Daddy's Junkie Music, on display now at the Framingham Strawberries. All thanks to Warner Brothers Records and the station that loves guitar stars. 104 FM WBCN. So, on to sport. Gonna talk a little football. Gonna talk a little Colin Kaepernick. His settlement, um, his collusion case against the NFL, was settled today. Um, mediated settlement, sealed, never to be uh, publicly um, revealed what it is. But most NFL sources, you know, put the settlement between sixty and eighty million dollars.
1: Wow. Yeah. That's like a whole day's worth of revenue. Well, <laughs> well done. But that's for a guy
0: who and and I do. I think it's ridiculous. Um I think it's ridiculous because if there was collusion and there probably was, there's no collusion at the same time he was a backup quarterback. Like how much revenue was he really going to you know, make going on even if this drama hadn't happened. Yeah, he, he, but he didn't want backup money. That's one of the problems. He was a backup with the 49ers when the whole taking a knee thing started, when he started the taking a knee thing, rightfully so, 100% behind that. But he was, he was a backup. He had a year on his contract that he asked to be released because he thought he was going to go and get uh, another four or five year starting quarterback job it never came and there was a couple teams that almost took flyers on him i mean the the it was very public that the baltimore ravens were going to offer him something and then his uh his girlfriend at the time came out and said well their owner is just like a slave owner you know it's like and like even even prominent ex-ravens who had fought for kaepernick to get this opportunity were like what are you doing and my thing is if he really wanted to get a job back and he couldn't get a job, there are options. Like, And, and granted, I, I know going to the CFL isn't a glorious thing, but there was a great number of NFL people who at the end of their careers went up, played well, and then got brought back down. Or people like a Warren Moon or a Doug Flutie who just killed it in the CFL uh, – you know, a few years ago, even Terrell Owens was trying to get back into football. He went as low as playing arena football, trying to, no, I mean, literally trying to prove that he could still play, that he could still run a 40 that fast, that he could still, you know, have all, all, all the skill set. I think Kellen Kaepernick knew he, he, his heart wasn't in playing football. Or at the same time, if he went and he played in the CFL and didn't light it on fire, that he wasn't going to come back. So this whole thing, it's like going out of his way to not get a job so he could then say collusion. I'm not, you know, you know, good for the guy. You know, I never met him. Like him making this money, like you said, it's a day of their revenue. But, you know, as far as that side of the football, that side of the thing. Yeah, I mean, I, he wasn't. A starting quarterback, you know, could he be a backup somewhere? Yeah, but backups make one to two a year. Like the better backups make one to two a year. So you'd have to play forty years. You'd have to have like Brady like career longevity. To, uh,
1: Guess who's going on Dancing with the Stars next
0: season? Maybe because the new football league that started last week, the AAF, uh, America uh, Alliance for American Football, I think it is, that actually. Their games got aired on CBS and had better numbers than the NBA last week, uh, which is weird because they, uh, the, they aired the first games, and then they're going to air like the playoffs, but they're not doing the rest of it. Although the numbers were pretty good, it wasn't awful, you know, football. I mean, I saw a lot of highlights and clips. Um, there are some people who can definitely play. I mean, it, it's... It's probably somewhere between double A and triple A, like you know, football. They have some real names. Uh, Kaepernick had said he would take a job for twenty million dollars in that league. So (laughs) between the Nike and this, he, you know, he's uh... well played, sir. Well played. So, so hey, good for him. And talking about people who have tons of money who aren't spending it. um, Neither one of us are big baseball people outside of. The Red Sox and you, you know, uh, yeah. but there's a couple. The, the, what's going on in baseball right now is really interesting. There's a couple huge free agencies, uh, free agent uh, household names like Brett Harper, who and Verlander, who haven't been signed to teams yet. Spring training has officially started, and a couple of the big free agents because they're holding. They want these guys are looking for you know ten year, thirty million dollar a year like deal, kind
1: of money, right, right.
0: And at this point, baseball's saying, no, hmm. no, we, we're not we're not doing that. There's very few people we're gonna do that for. And a couple prominent players, and they're right, are coming right out and saying there's a there's a lot of teams in baseball that want to tank that literally do not care about winning. And I can tell you, uh again, the second time we'll mention, you know, Professor Ross Selwich on this podcast but Ross has a friend uh, Eddie Epstein who has written maybe 20 baseball books and like four or five NFL books who was the assistant GM of both the San Diego Padres and the Baltimore Orioles he still consults with a bunch of teams this is back in the 80s when I met Eddie and I remember back then him breaking down the economics he he, he was one of these the founders of the sabermetrics movement you know he was one of these number crunching you know, um, isn't interested in watching the game as much as he is crunching the numbers after the game. Like that's that's his big passion. And he said, "You know, I remember you know two things when we talked about this: that most teams want to finish in second; most owners would like to finish in second place of their division because you came so close. It peaks fan interest. Next year's our year, man." And so you get the fans, you know, in a frenzy about the possibilities and about the future. At the same time, you don't have your backup second baseman saying, we won the championship. I need to make twice as much money. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I remember is – this is at the time when Roger Clemens signed some unthinkable amount of contract, which was like $5 million a year. <laughs> like, you know, now – a Number one pitcher on a good team is thirty million a year. I remember him breaking it down because the Globe or the Herald had put he gets like if you broke down per pitch he made like fifteen hundred dollars per pitch Mm -hmm. that year. And my buddy Eddie, you know, broke it down and said, okay, the Cleveland Indians are shitty. They're playing in front of fifteen thousand, you know, a game. It's a Wednesday night. And Clemens is in town, and he's pitching. There's going to be 40,000 people in the stadium. There's going to be you know, another 25,000 people at you know, X the number of the ticket, X the number of parking, all this stuff. It's like, believe me, for every dollar that they're giving a baseball player, they're taking in five. So, like you said, they, that, that's a whole day's revenue. Right. Um, but what's interesting is where Major League Baseball doesn't have a salary cap— they also don't have a floor. So in hockey and in football, you have to spend to a league minimum. You can't. I mean, yeah, you can tank to get a better draft pick for a year, but you still have to spend X amount of money. You can't just roll a team out there. Uh, you you know,
1: On minimum wage. On,
0: honestly, there are a couple baseball teams out there that are spending $30, $40 million, where the Red Sox, the Yankees, the Dodgers... Uh, the Cubs and stuff are north of $200 million. And so these big free agents, they're not saying, you know, collusion because, you know, but, but cause he really can't. It's like, no, you, you know, if you want to come and play for $10 million and we'll give you a two year contract, but more and more teams, uh, baseball just got crazy. It's the only sport that I know of that gives 10 year contracts. I mean, there's not a football player.
1: Or a hockey—maybe uh, there's been a couple of hockey players who's got like seven, eight-year deals. But even got, the physical demands on a baseball player f- are far less than those of a, of a football player. And the longevity and the lifespan of, of, right. football, of a baseball player are, is longer. But if you're 25,
0: you know, you, you're—and you're, granted, there's exceptions to the rules. I get it. But you're— Outfield speed at 25 versus 35 is a lot different. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, there's some skills you can probably still swing about, all these things, but how many of these contracts are just dead? I mean, when, when A Rod got suspended like his last time, the people who were happiest were the Yankees because they're like,
1: yeah, we don't have to pay him this. But how, I mean, how many of those contracts are always going in renegotiations mid contract? No, no, baseball doesn't. And no, that's, that's the thing.
0: Hmm. Like you know, I I won't mention. I'll shut up then. I won't mention. I won't mention a certain football team because I pledged not for a month. But that's something that happens a lot. Like if somebody wants to come back and play, can they take a hometown discount? Will they renegotiate down? Will you know to help the salary cap number or or, you know uh, different things like that? Yeah, baseball. The players' union is so strong. And going back, the whole thing when, um, Noma. Nomar actually got traded to the Texas Rangers for um, A Rod. A Rod wanted to come to Boston and he was willing to renegotiate his contract and take less money. Uh, the Texas Rangers signed off on it. The Red Sox signed off on it. Major League Baseball signed off on it. The deal was announced and then the players association came in and said no we can't set the precedent of one of our players taking less money off a contract and that's why the only team that you know could swoop in that was willing to pay the a-rot money because the Texas Rangers which was floundering i mean you know a sub 400 team.
1: Who was running the Texas Rangers at the time? Fun fact!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes, a a guy who was famous for bankrupting many businesses he ran. Donald J. Trump. But Yes. (laughs) No, another guy who became a Republican president who was well known for bankrupting every business he touched. That would be W.A. Right. or as we like to now call them the candyman <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so, so with baseball it's it's just interesting that now players are starting to say it's like hey it's not fair they're not giving us 10 million dollar you know 30 million dollar like people wanting quarter million you know third or a billion dollar contracts um for a sport uh, that's waning
1: yeah I, I actually met your friend Eddie Epstein, and he was a really nice guy. It was back in, you know, way back. We were actually at Padre Stadium or whatever they called it. Right. Okay. Yeah, so I, funny, after I met him, I did read, like, one of his books. It was, like, pretty awesome, but it wasn't a baseball book. It was about, like, his high school years, and it was about, like, how he was kind of goofing off a lot, and he compiled a bunch of these uh, letters that his parents had to write to the school, and they were called Notes from Epstein's Mother. <laughs> <laughs> see,
0: see what you've done
1: there? Ah, uh, uh, man, do I suck. Go on. No, because I'm like,
0: I don't remember this book. All right. But did you you did meet Eddie Down? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. He um Eddie fascinating guy. He got a master's degree in mathematics, and he came up with his master's thesis was how baseball salaries should be figured. He's kind of the one of the big first money ball guys. Yes. Yeah. And he... He, his hobby was this. So, he was a mathematician working in the government. And, but like I said, so his master's degree thesis was how baseball salaries should be factored in. He had a late night talk show, like just on Sunday nights, a two, four hour talk show once a week, you know, on sports. And the Orioles got wind of him. And for like two or three, three or four years, um, Eddie did two things. He created a scouting book uh, that became an annual book, and he would rank the, I think it was like the 100 best minor league prospects. And he, you know, had the full cybermetrics breakdown on them, you know, ranking their potential and all these different kind of categories. It's something he created. He had this talk show. The Orioles got wind of him and brought him in for like two or three, three or four years to work with them and contract and arbitration hearings. He really wanted the assistant GM job, and he didn't get it. And it was like always a bridesmaid. And after a couple years, he said, well, fuck it. He ended up going and sitting on the other side of the table for one year, working with agents, repping players, making the game. And he was so good. The Orioles made him the assistant GM the next year. And then uh, when Larry Lequino went from baltimore to the padres that's when he went out to san diego because like half the baltimore office left to take over the padres at you know one year probably just a couple of years before we got to california and um and yeah so 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 it was interesting. Eddie had to give up doing that series of books once he was actually working for because you can't be writing a scouting book that all teams use when you're working for one team, so he took his passion, his other passion, and started writing books on you know the NFL um, oh great, so yeah, so fascinating guy, no relation to Theo, no relationship to Theo, right, but two guys who but but. At, you know, this Eddie Epstein is, you know, maybe 10 years older than Theo Epstein. So Theo Epstein, and, and they had crossed paths somewhere. Like Theo Epstein had worked in the same system that Eddie had done and had worked under Eddie for like a couple years. Hmm. Um, and even now, yeah, so Eddie consults with a couple NFL teams and a couple, um, and a MLB. couple M- MLB teams. Wow. Fascinating guy. They wasn't planning on going off on that tangent, but no. aren't we all the better for it? We are. All right, now we get into the gold, uh, video game talk. The uh, do you see the article I sent you about Blizzard?
1: Yeah, pretty, I, I, pretty I, shitty. I, I didn't really read it, but I do know that they, it, despite uh, record profits, laid off eight hundred people. Yeah, like almost like ten plus percent of its workforce. Yeah,
0: yeah, welcome.
1: Eh, right. Yeah, rec-
0: record profits and and you share know. Of the
1: wealth. Nah
0: yeah well, you know we, we you know we 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 yeah we skipped we
1: could, over Amazon, which but is,
0: who don't pay any ta- any taxes at all right now they're trying to hold New York City hostage well, they are a religion, they really okay, well, I don't know a, I'm worshipping a lot of the programming, so you know maybe <laughs> maybe, but yeah, uh, yeah, but that's just really shitty, and it's like one of those things is like, yeah, I kind of don't want the boys playing overwatch now, like that's gonna effing matter,
1: I know seriously, you know it's, it, it's a shitty practice, but like you know. There's a lot of shitty stuff going but, on. But Nintendo's done shitty things. Yeah, Telltale Konami games this yeah, year. Yeah, you know, done really shitty. I mean, there's But this is just one. And again, these are big companies. We were talking about like EA um, doing some um, kind of shady things earlier. But these big, yeah, these big corporations are, by the way, corporations. Like they're looking at bottom line. They're um, oh, because Blizzard is owned by Activision, I believe. Yeah, right? Yeah, something like that. So they're, they're humongous. Um, But it's, um, yeah, it's a shitty, it's a shitty thing. And hopefully, those fine people will land on their feet and maybe start their own independent company. And um, it's funny, because Activision was started by three guys who were um, getting fucked over by Atari. Oh, interesting! Yeah, because they were like the main programmers, like all those really great games on Atari, like Enduro, like that racing game, like all those really, like Pitfall is an Activision game, like all of those really good, well-programmed Atari games that uh, really pushed the limits, and they really knew how to get the most out of the Atari. Those were all programmed by people who eventually went on to form Activision, and now they're big brother, and you know,
0: you no, know, I mean it just sucks it because because. You know, both of our offspring aspire to work in the video game industry. Seekers, um, one as a composer and one as a tester. <laughs> so, yeah,
1: like, yeah well, one's hey, aiming a little higher. Hey, than you know the what? Other. You got to start in the mail room to become a CEO. Um, but yeah, it's pretty shitty. On the
0: other hand, other other video game news. Did you see that a uh, a Mario. Cartridge from 1985 just sold at auction. I want to say for 105 thousand yeah, dollars.
1: Yeah, I briefly saw it. So it's a this particular sealed box of Super Mario Brothers from 85. I think was distributed only in as part of the Nintendo test marketing in New York City. So before Nintendo hit the streets uh, in the states, they test marketed in New York, and I think this particular copy of super mario brothers was part of that so this is an, indeed a, a rare item to be in that good of a condition and uh, to be so hard to find but 105 that's usually not one guy like that's like a it could be a group of investors trying to maybe flip it later on you know so who knows what's going on um but yeah that's interesting but um yeah uh video games are uh, cool and nintendo had their little nintendo direct uh, this week, I don't, you probably didn't know about that. So instead of doing like they're um, doing the once a year thing at the um, E3, like Sony and uh, Microsoft, Nintendo kind of does their own quarterly or regular, uh, maybe uh, bi-monthly, whatever, um, online video updates of what's new and coming out in um, uh, the 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 Nintendo uh, lineup. And they did like a little Nintendo Direct where they uh, promoted uh, Super Mario Maker 2, which you make your own Super Mario Brothers game. They have it for the Wii U.
0: Oh, I've seen the boys upstairs playing that before. Yeah,
1: so the Wii U, you know, didn't really sell well. But now all the... Re- but they made really good first-party games, and now all those types of games are being ported or adapted or sequeled over to the Switch, which is doing very well. So... Yeah, Super Mario Maker Two, which is coming out in a couple of months, you basically create your own Super Mario Brothers levels in various styles of Super Mario Brothers. So it could look like the original Super Mario Brothers, or like another gen- like Super Mario Brothers Three, which came out a little bit later, or up to like the new 3D Super Mario type graphics. So it's fun, and you save your levels, you post them online, and you challenge other players to play your levels. And they rate your levels based on how hard they are. And it's, 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 th- a lot of them are very brutal. A lot of them are just, like, trolling, awful. Wow, what a shock. Yeah, messes. But a, a lot of them are very fun and challenging. And it's like, you know, free programming for Nintendo, I, That's, I, it's
0: hard not to see that as really, hey, we're going to let you do this, and secretly, you know. Yeah, but really- I mean, you
1: are basically creating your own Mario Brothers levels and games, with this software. So it's, and it's with the touch screen. It's like ingenious. It's, it's very intuitive. It's nice. Um, so yeah. The, and then they, they're also coming out with a Nintendo. Nintendo's coming out with a new Zelda game, which is an old Zelda game. It's a Switch version of an old Game Boy Zelda game um, called Link's Awakening. It's probably one of the most popular versions of Zelda for the Game Boy that came out. Um, and it's beloved and all that. And now they, but they've completely updated the graphics. It's like a re, it's like a new game, but with the same storyline and same layout. So for Zelda nerds, that's exciting. For you, not so much. And uh, what were you playing when I walked in today? Oh, um, Tetris 99, which is really, really fun. I like Tetris, but you know, I like beer. I like beer. I like, don't oh, you like Tetris? <laughs> um, so what this version is, it's a free download for your Switch. So if you have a Switch and you have the online thing, um, good for you. Oh, good for you! But what it is, is you're playing Tetris against 98 other online competitors. It's a battle royale for Tetris. So the point of the game is you play Tetris on your screen, but at the same time you're seeing miniature versions of live feeds of 98 other Tetris games you're competing against and there's a system in place where competitors can target you and try to attack you by if they do well like if you get a tetris which is four rows at mm-hmm. once you can um, you can basically attack other players with, like you're basically you're adding junk to other players either randomly or you it's it's kind of hard to explain but say say you get like a, say you get four lines then you can add three lines of junk rows to one of your opponents and then so at the bottom of their stack it automatically goes up three lines so they have and there's to,
0: like missing pieces
1: yeah so right there's like one row of like missing pieces where they have to like slide you know one of the long tetris pieces in so there's that element so and you're and people are attacking you and you can be attacked by four people at once which you know in some videos is pretty awesome but <laughs> in uh in Tetris it could get pretty uh crazy but it's like it's you know the, the music's kicking it it ramps up as it gets higher and higher um and you uh you level up i don't know i don't know how that Works as far as like making your level go up. Like I don't know how that makes you a better competitor. Maybe that makes your attacks more effective as you play along. But uh, yeah, the whole point oh, is it just impresses the ladies. It does. It does. The uh, uh, hashtag damp aunts. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I got up to I got up to finishing level uh, to in sixth place. So I was pretty up there. I was pretty proud of myself. Pat myself on the back. I broke my arm. Pat myself on the back there. Um, but it was, it's fun. It actually, it's, if you like Tetris and you, uh, want to see how good and fast and crazy you can get playing against 98 other people at once, um, give this a try. It's free. It's literally like if you have a switch, you just download it and, um, there are no ads or anything weird or goofy It just, yeah, you play Tetris and, um, it's fun. It's a good time killer. Um, not like Resident Evil 2, which is a fantastic time killer.
0: It, it is. I uh, I beat the game this week and uh,
1: oh hashtag damn Joe five,
0: <laughs> five hours and two minutes, which is only an hour and thirty two minutes away from unlocking unlimited ammo. So I'm gonna have to go back through. You know, it, it's a massive game. Like when you think about. The schematics of these games and the storyboards and like the size of the places that you have to go and the depth of
1: Like you said last week, you look at the credit sequence and there's hundreds of names. Right. And and rightfully so.
0: And you know, um uh, you know, I, I ha I don't know the game enough to know, yeah, I can go and get this thing, but I don't really need it in the grand scheme of things and, and rounding up you know to to get the magnum gun for instance you have to get this one thing on one side of the universe and then go all the way back and get this other thing and then go to a third place to unlock it it's like yeah that's a half hour that you know cuz I- i'm looking forward to getting to the unlimited ammo thing where that's when games are fun, when you can take your time and just shoot everything and just yeah. you know, I, I want to make sure there's not a living zombie in Raccoon City. Yeah, Raccoon. Nobody knows what I'm talking about except you and Chris Barrett.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, think about when I'm talking about video games and literally nobody knows what I'm talking about, so. Yes, but you're dropping knowledge, and, and I, for
0: one, and Floor, appreciate it, um, so do do we do we want to do a random video? No, enough video talk for yeah, one week. Yeah,
1: video games are done for this week. Uh, what are you watching? What am I watching? That is a fantastic. I'm glad you asked that question. Uh, that's my best, Matt Whitaker. <laughs> I'm glad you asked that question, and I'll be happy to answer it. Uh, what am I watching this week? <laughs> oh, what is there to watch? Your five minutes or up. Okay, seriously. Um, I. You know what? Last night, I oh. I tried watching Solo. Tried. What do you mean, tried? I fell asleep that's halfway fine. through. I fell asleep halfway through, and I just I uh, didn't go back to it. How far you get? Uh, um, let's see. I said halfway through, so I. Think, did, did you meet Chewbacca yet? Yes. So yeah, I got to uh, when I, I think I got to when they blew the heist, that first heist, the train heist, like right after that. Um, that's when I yeah I kind of oh no I got to when they met up with. Um, the girl that he left behind at the beginning of the movie, right. So, and then they have to go on that other thing. That's that's when to I make kinda, up for the first. Time. Right. That's when I kind of checked out or fell asleep. But I'll go. I'll get back to it.
0: Okay. Me, watch the documentary. Oh, it's
1: all about you.
0: Watch the documentary called Identical Triplets. Have you heard of this? Yes. Do you know anything about it?
1: They were separated at birth. And they just kind of randomly found each other?
0: It is one of the more, and I love documentaries, one of the more uh, mesmerizing, captivating, fun, awful, oh my fucking God, dark, ugly, what kind of fucking world do we live in documentary.
1: Yeah, so like one of those things where the hospital had a lot to do with their separation the, the
0: the the agency. And it's like honestly, if I didn't see this documentary, if I didn't read about the people who were in it, if I didn't kind of follow it up, I'd almost it's something out of an awful movie. It's something out of a clandestine um
1: like uh Illuminati a yeah,
0: right. uh, like literally like an Illuminati Awful, awful. You know, it involves Yale University. You're welcome, All Star Tommy. You heartless Yale bastards. Uh, but, it, you know, I, I won't ruin where it twists. But what's interesting is one guy decides he's going to go to this community college like three, four hours away from his family. And he shows up, and this is like 1980. And he gets out of his beat-up car, and he is a fucking rock star. It's something that freaks him out like out of a movie. People coming over and high-fiving him, hugging him, girls coming up and kissing him. It's like, oh, my God, and calling him by the wrong name. And he gets into his like dorm room, and he's completely freaked out. There's a knock on the door, and there's a guy who's like, oh, my fucking God, grabs him and goes, you have to come with me. And they run to a payphone and there this guy's twin brother had gone to that school the year before and wasn't coming back like dropped out and everybody was so psyched that he wow. decided to come back <laughs> and his last year's roommate says you know oh my god and he go and they get on the telephone and you know they were in a payphone and and they decide right then and there they're going to drive 3 hours to go meet his brother wow and they, you know, New York Times, you know, comes like you know an article in the New Yorker magazine. All of this one, and that's when it turns out there's a third brother. And that's where you should stop talking because yeah, I probably want to see it now. But 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 yeah, it, and it's it's fun. It's really it's so. And th- these guys are so like rock star early eighties New York City, and it's fun to see them on like the Phil Donahue show. Oh right, and in front of like. I don't know. I don't remember Phil Donahue's show enough to remember. Was it always in front of like two thousand people? You know, <laughs> was this a special thing type yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah completely. And, and yeah, I mean, obviously about what I've already said. You know, something happens, but man, it's like if you saw it in in in, in a movie like a bo- like the Born Supremacy, like, or like the Born Trilogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's more fucked up than that. Wow. You know, you know, oh, so. Okay, sold. Highly, highly, highly recommend. I don't remember if I saw that on demand or Netflix or Amazon. Don't no. praise the machine,
1: <laughs> but uh, I know I didn't pay for it, and I enjoyed it thoroughly. <laughs> Identical triplets. Check it out. There you go. All right. Well, fantastic, Jacques. I know you're parenting. Uh, yes, and uh, you you like giving tips. I, I don't you're really,
0: like- but I I feel I feel the obligation to the public at large because I'm.
1: I'm doing such fucking awesome job at you, and everybody can see. Well, uh, big tipper over there. Why don't you drop some knowledge on our listeners? What's your parenting tip of the week?
0: Well, this is uh, February vacation week. Tis. So So both my boys are home. And really, I suggest my parenting tip would be lower their fucking expectations. Uh, I've already told
1: them that... Well, they want to be video game testers. I think that's low <laughs> enough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I've already informed them that no, you're not going to be sitting here for the next like seven days playing video games all day. I'm gonna be <laughs> sitting here for the next well, seven. That's days on, account the, video on account of the on
1: account of the knee or <laughs> the ligament or whatever excuse you came up with. Uh, but yeah, so
0: I'm. Uh, but anyway, I'm, I am. I'm I've let them know. It's like. It's it's like any other. They only get the video games on the weekend. Yes, it'd be a couple of days they could do this, but they're going to have to earn it. And you know, I, I, again, it's like when they say, "Oh, the teacher said we don't have any homework." It's like, okay, that's what the teacher said. I have a different set of rules, uh, you know, and and so they will. They have to do like you know a half hour reading a day. There's 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 a math thing. a a login thing for the school that they can log into. There's a reading thing that they can log into. And of course, piano, you know, so they'll, they'll have to do all those things. But yeah, you know, a lot of their friends are like taking, no, not a lot, but we know some people taking trips. Yeah. And it's like, they're like, well, how come we're not going on vacation? And I pointed to our pool outside and I'm like, because we can either go on vacation or the same amount of money, we can open up that pool in 10 weeks and you'll have it the whole summer. So you want to go to Great Wolf Lodge for a few days, or do you want your own pool for the summer? You have to make Great up, Wolf right?
1: Lodge. Great Wolf Lodge. <laughs> yeah. And in the but,
0: summer, you're gonna have the pool anyway. Shut up. They can hear you. <laughs> you know, that's not concrete. You things. can have both. Um <laughs> uh, but what, what what about you? You got a week of vacation oh, coming up with the boys.
1: It. I knew you were going to try to bring me into this parenting tip thing. And
0: what what are you going to do with the boys over the next week?
1: Uh, Tetris. I think, I'm going to ignore them, as essentially I I've been doing for the past uh, what was it? Wow, 19 years. Yeah, yeah, 19 years. I say it's working out. Yeah, yeah. No, nobody's working out in this house. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think uh, you know we'll probably go see Lego Movie two. You know? Isn't that a thing that people do? How about Alita Battle Angel? Any? Oh, no, nobody cares. I mean, no. I've seen... It looks cool, but, like, I, we're not, like, action movies. It's
0: kind of. funny because the, the every advertisement I hear, it's like, you know, from the, for the producers of Avatar, you know, must see in the theater. I'm like, yeah, that'd probably be cool to see in the theater, but I'm going to rep box it.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're really... Uh, put, put must in, like, a lot of quotes there. You know, we... we don't have to see it in the theater. You would prefer that we see it in the theater, but we we don't must see it in the theater. Oh, right. I have a home theater or so the people at Best Buy told me. Yeah. So, um, you know, yeah. And, you know, it's a, it's a, so uh, my younger son is home for the week and my older son, Connor is, um, he's still, you know, got the online stuff going on, so... Uh, right. So college
0: yeah. doesn't have the February vacation. Exactly.
1: So he, you know, he's got, he's got, and he's also in a rehearsal for uh, a play at manual College. Oh, what's he, what plays this? Uh, a gentleman's Guide to Murder or a Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder or something like that. It, it was a musical. No, it was a, was it a musical? Yeah, I think it's a musical. I don't even know. I saw, it, I actually saw it on Broadway. And I oh. Forget, yeah, we, we went to New York a few years ago. We saw, like three different plays and musicals. Or four was it three or four. And like solo you
0: fell asleep through halfway through. No, all no, of
1: them. no. I actually enjoyed most of them. But you uh, didn't enjoy
0: solo, is that would you say? I,
1: I I probably would have if I wasn't so darn tired. Okay. You I mean, know? I I am you know, a working man now. I, working I'm, working like a dog for the boss man. Yeah. <laughs> working for the company. Whoa, yeah.
0: We're not doing Billy Joel. Loving an
2: elevator!
0: We're not doing Aerosmith either. So I think that wraps it up. Great. Thank God. I, I hope everybody has a fantastic week. I do as well. Any any thoughts or suggestions? You can tweet them at Carnival Podcast, Opti Grabber.
1: I'm not uh, seeing yes or no.
0: <laughs> you figure it out. And uh, The Jacques Four or on Facebook at Carnival Podcast as well. Mm hmm. Uh, but you all, you people already know that, you know. Of course, you do. Keep keep the fat shaming coming,
1: please. Right. Uh, we love trolling on the internet. It's what we do. It's what we do best. Actually, I don't do anything on the internet. I I run both the Facebook. Point. And, yeah. No. As far as our accounts go, uh, I, I I do absolutely. I put zero effort. I wish I could put less than zero effort into our social media. I w- I'm actually. Uh, Hoping one day to get off of social media. I kind of I I I, I got to and I like Twitter. It's probably because I don't know most of the people. Right. You know when I go to Facebook, I'm like, oh, I know these people. Oh, I don't want to share what I'm doing because then if I see them in real life, they can. No. Wanna, yeah. yeah. Mm. No, I'm
0: not. Not. I've never got on the the book face or the right. You know the snap face or whatever else you know it's mm-hmm. been referred to
1: as. Uh, yeah. Yep. But that's it. But. Great. Uh, thoughts? Um, I think I'm all out of thoughts. I don't think I ever had one thought in this podcast, but uh, I will say this, Jacques. Don't forget.
2: Might as well jump.